0: Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer for Kens 5 in San Antonio. I'm glad to have you back. Hey, Viva Las Vegas, the San Antonio Spurs, will kick off their Las Vegas Summer League slate today. We're gonna to be looking at a few things we can keep an eye on as the guys in silver and black get set to show off what they got in hopes they make an NBA roster. Also on the show. Doug McDermott, he officially made his uh, announcement. He made it official, official that he is now a San Antonio Spurs. What did he have to say, and uh, what do you think about the new kid wearing number seventeen? To do that and more, I'm joined by Ty Jaeger, a San Antonio Spurs writer and the man behind the Jaeger Report. Ty, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. By the way, how is the Jaeger Report coming along?
1: It's going good. I'm going to. I have an article that I'm going to start writing today, so hopefully, going to have it out by either Tuesday or Thursday or Wednesday, talking about Doug McDermott, and spe- specifically just because what he's going to be bringing to the table is going to be not, not only interesting, but I think vital to the Spurs this upcoming season. Absolutely. We'll dive into
0: that uh, later on the show. Make sure to follow Ty on Twitter, at the Ty Jaeger. So, Ty, let's go ahead and dive into it. The Spurs uh, kick off their Summit League schedule today versus the Timberwolves. They play four games, for sure. Hopefully they'll get enough wins to move on and go into that tournament and win it all as they did a few years ago under Becky Hammond. But coming off a uh Salt Lake City summer league where they win 0 and three, I get it, Ty. Wins and losses don't matter. But you know, you kind of hope they get some uh, W's out of Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, and, and like the first, like the first game, they didn't have three of their biggest biggest players in terms of Devin Vassell, uh Josh Primo and Trey Jones, and then the second game was kind of like the adapt, adaptation game where you these guys were playing their first games or debuts and just kind of getting used to uh, playing for the first time in an NBA-level basketball. Plus, Devin Vassell was, said that he hadn't played in a week, so he was trying to come off some conditioning. And then the next game was one of their best games so far, and it was a really close game. They lost it by not, not that many points, but some strong performances from Primo and Vassell together. Just uh, there's some. They kind of uh, lost their ways for a few quarters, but overall, the Spurs team was not was struggling to hit their shots. Um, both teams struggled from deep. At one point, it was like five out of for forty between both teams, and the only five made baskets were from Utah at that point or uh, Memphis. I mean, and so it's it's they were they were they were adapting and getting used to like both teams were not having an easy good time. But I think the the main function of that Utah league is to get these teams kind of giving them like a preseason before they go to Vegas. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the Spurs headed to Vegas, uh, first of all,
0: you know, with some highlights and the biggest highlights going to dive into it, something that I gotta look out for today is the play of Joshua Primo, the number 12 pick overall, a Spurs pick that had many fans scratching their heads, tossing tables tied, throwing their TV out the window set, out uh, their window. Uh, but nevertheless, You know, the kid's been playing great at least in two games, averaging about 14 points per game, a little over 2.5 assists, about two rebounds per game, scored 17 points in that final game out in uh,
1: Utah. Ty, I mean, he's somebody to keep an eye on as the summer league uh, in Vegas starts. He is. And just the way that he was, some of the shots that he was making in that game against Memphis, I don't know how to describe it, but man, they were crazy. There was one Late in this first half, where he go, he just he does like some moves, and suddenly you see him doing a Dirk from almost three, from almost at the three point line, and drain it like it was nothing. And then he has a, and then he goes on a clutch run late in the fourth, and has one of the biggest baskets of the game that put them within, I want to say, say a possession. And unfortunately, they weren't able to come back from it. But Primo is showing that he's ready for this stage, and. He's going. There's going to be some adjustments, and he between the, his first game and his second game, there was clear improvement between having six turnovers in his first game to I want to say only having one or two the net in his next performance. Like he was much more disciplined with the ball. He learned right away what some of his mistakes were early on, and man, he just looked he looked really solid in that second yeah. game. And I'm honestly it's after seeing what we've seen from some of the rookies already from the other. Teams in Vegas. I'm really excited to see what Primo is going to bring to the floor. I'm glad you brought up that Dirk shot or that Dirk
0: asked shot because Devin Vassell uh, didn't even want to talk about himself after the last game out of Utah. I mean, Devin scored 27 points, but he he did not. He wanted to put all the focus on Primo. He, he's ta- he openly admitted he's taking him under his wing. Primo said that yeah, Vassell's doing it as well on the summer league. You like what you're seeing out of Primo, but. Four point five turnovers per game. Ty, your thoughts on that?
1: Again, it, this is a learning phase. It's going to take some time. And again, we've seen we saw guys improve from their first game to the second game. From that, and we're just the guys overall are improving. And it was a pre, it was a preseason, like I said, to what Ve, to what Vegas Summer League is, and. It also, it's summer league ball. It's, kind of, it's The best way to describe it, it's kind of like G League basketball. And these guys are not going to be perfect. G League is kind of known for its... it has It's a little turnover happy at times. And just overall, they're going to adjust. They're going to take time. And luckily, the reason that they have this stages is so they make mistakes. It's so that they can make the mistakes and learn from it and learn what they need to improve upon. So... That turnover number, I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm honestly not afraid of. Now, if mm-hmm. you're now if you're committing five turnovers on average, then I might be a little worried. Yeah,
0: yeah. Vasell even said it himself um, after that last game in Salt Lake City, saying that look, he's going to make mistakes. That's going to happen. That's what rookies do, basically. And you saw that. But the upside is there. You could definitely see it. You know, it is a small sample size, two games uh, in a summer league level competition. But it's definitely something the Spurs can build on moving forward out in uh, Las Vegas and, of course, in training camp, preseason, Austin, and maybe the occasional recall next season. Another thing I want to talk about and as far as things to look at for tonight out in Las Vegas is the return of Trey Jones. It looks like all signs are pointing that he will return it marks the first time he'll ever play in a summer league uh, competition. He did not play out in Salt Lake City due to concussion protocols. He took a big crack in the head, apparently. But I think that's going to help this summer league team uh, tie because at times out in Utah, they look rudderless.
1: Yeah, having Trey Jones' playmaking, I think, is going to be really useful. Like we saw in, We saw in the G League bubble this last season where – he was a really one of the key focus. he was the leader of the offense he was being the being the main point and being the floor general while out there and add him to two guys who could really use that and take advantage of that playmaking between like i think I think all three the two rookies plus devin are going to utilize Trey Jones tremendously once he steps on the floor using their using his playmaking to create opportunities for them to succeed that's going to be awesome I I would love to see what Joe Wieskamp can do especially with Trey Jones out there I think I think Trey Jones is going to really set him up for success now he struggled with this shot in Utah but again almost I want to say almost every team out there was not was not having an easy time with the three ball I'm not sure if it's the elevation or something but I would love to see what Wieskamp does in Vegas with Trey Jones on the floor as well but I think Devin's going to find some more opportunities to get some better, better looks on the floor with his scoring. Uh, Same thing with Primo. I think Primo might be hitting a lot more catching threes like he did with in Alabama because Trey Jones is going to find them with his passing. And I would not be surprised if we see some double digit assists from Trey Jones in this G league, not this G league, this summer league season.
0: Yeah, you know Trey Jones. I just want to see him get some burn already. You know, it's unfortunate he did not play out in Salt Lake City, but you know, you get it. You know, you could crush your protocol, something not to mess with. So you know, we'll get to see what he looks like. Look, I think he's going to tear up the the summer league competition. We saw Devin Vassell already just doing that. Wouldn't be surprised, uh, Trey, uh, if Trey and uh, and or Devin. Uh, pretty much get an early exit from summer league play. We've seen the Spurs do this before. I Remember last year or a couple of years ago with Kelden where he was just wrecking shop against everybody, and they said, "You know what? You're done. You know, you're you're out. You're done." And I think that same could be said for uh, Trey Jones and Devin Vassell uh, tie. Uh but uh, no, let's go and talk about the uh, rookie Joe Wieskamp. camp. Um, he, he, you know, struggling from distance. He went over four in the final game out in Utah. He's only made, I think, uh, Ty, correct me if I'm wrong, one three-pointer so far in Summer League play. He says he's not worried about it, but that's kind of why the Spurs picked him, Ty. Are you worried about his shot not falling down? Do you know 85% of people who play da- daily fantasy sports lose? It's really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time than you. And you don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you the lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked Sign up for free right now. You can get three times back your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on.
1: No, and like I said, almost every, I want to say between the four teams in Utah, all of them struggled with that three point shot in Utah at some point. Again, I don't, like I said earlier, I'm not sure if it was elevation or something, but every team was struggling. And I think, I want to say he made maybe a handful. I'm thinking more than one, but again, it wasn't great shooting numbers. But the great thing about Wieskamp, though, is he's kind of like Doug McDermott in a way, funny enough where he's able to score inside and outs and outside. It's kind of, it's kind of like the PJ Tucker of build where he can shoot, he can shoot, but he can also score inside when needed. And so he still got points and he is still finding ways to get a bucket, even though he know he knew his shooting was not going down for him. So he's able to contribute in other ways. And I think that's going to be really useful to see what he does on the floor whenever his shot isn't going down. Cause yeah, it, it's going to come to him eventually. We saw how he was in in college, and we know that he can shoot. I don't think there's going to be questions about that. It's just going to be if it's going to be what does he do and what does he do on the floor whenever that shot isn't going down. That's going to be a yeah. really huge question, and I think it could be a make or break for him in this league, depending on how he performs that way. Yeah, you know, I'm not worried about the
0: kid's shot falling down. Uh, You know, I'm glad that he's recognizing it, you know, and admitting it that, you know, hey, I see it's not falling down. It's going to fall down. So that's something to keep an eye on out in Las Vegas starting today against Minnesota. We're talking with Ty Yeager. He is a San Antonio Spurs writer and the co-host of At The Line podcast, another Spurs podcast. Go Google it and subscribe. Ty, a couple more things about we got to keep a lookout for uh, Las Vegas summer league play is just the offense. The offense seems to be sputtering. I don't think they even scored over 80 points at all. Not even, I mean, the highest score was 77 out in Utah. Is that just a byproduct of just the chemistry, Trey Jones not there, a bunch of guys playing to put it, put together? Because if these guys want to show out and make an NBA team, scoring is a premium in this uh,
1: era of the NBA, and so far this first team hasn't shown it. All the above, plus the shooting woes that, Every team was having in Utah, so I'm um, again. I'm not worried. Uh, it was preseason, summer league preseason, if you can believe it. So it, and we saw that like a lot of shots were put up. So I'm not worried about that because these guys were, if they had their shot going down, it was going to be in the hundreds in terms of scoring. It was going to be a much higher scoring game than it actually was. So I'm not concerned. Um, And at, again, adding a playmaker like Trey Jones, I think, will elevate the offense and make life a lot more easier for these guys. So, again, I'm not worried.
0: Yeah, I am looking at the uh, Spurs to just really look completely different with Devin Vassell, uh, who said he should be at 100% uh, starting today. Uh, you know, he did come into um, the Utah games a little out of conditioning. Uh, I think that's what they pretty much listed it him as time. Remember, they said conditioning. They pretty much called him out and said he's just not in shape. So, but he looked in shape in that final game. And of course, you know, again, he says that he'll be hundred percent. So, you know, we're talking about the obvious, you know, Wieskamp and, and Primo Vassell and Trey Jones, but you know, we forget about the fringe players, those other guys on the roster. Is there somebody else not named Primo Vassell or Jones that you're looking at to say, you know what, keep an eye out for this guy, whether it be some of the former Austin Spurs guys like Mathis or
1: Renfro. Is there somebody else on the radar? So last time when you asked me this, I said Nate Renfro was one that I would keep my eye on. This time around, it's going to be Daquan, Daquan Jeffries. That what he was doing in that last game against Memphis was really impressive, and he was putting he was putting on a show with some of his scoring abilities. Um, he had some, he had some really sl- solid dunks. It was putting some good, decent defense up, and I'm going to keep my eye on number 55 going forward just because this is a guy that the Spurs picked up off the waivers. Played for Houston for a few games, and I'm not sure if they extended his team option or not. But I'm, he's most likely fighting for for a roster spot on the San Antonio Spurs squad, or even a two way contract. So he's going to be he's going to be someone that's really pushing it out there, and I'm going to be really interested to see what he does moving forward because he he has a big body for his size at 6'5", 6'5", 225 pounds, and he's not he's not like he's not brilliant I think. He's buff. So I'm really interested to see see what he does on the floor. So, no, number fifty-five, Daquan Jeffries is going to be a guy I'm going to keep an eye on for the ne- at least the next four games.
0: You, you know, I'm still keeping an eye out on the big guy Scal Labrissier. I want to see if he'll make an impact. The Spurs recently seem to be collecting a lot of bigs. They got that big Australian guy. Uh what was his name? Uh, what Jack-, Jack Landell? Yeah, Jack Landell. Um, they obviously picked up Zach Collins. They got Pirtle. Lucas Ammons is still there, you know. As of right now, you know Thaddeus Young is a spur. You know, maybe he won't be, but you know they seem to be collecting some bigs. Scal shows some signs that maybe he could make the roster, or maybe the Austin roster out in Utah. Uh, he showed a little bit of defense. showed a little bit of offense. He is, the, I mean, you want to be technical about it, he is the veteran of the squad. He's been in the league longer than half these, most of these guys on the roster. You know, what are your thoughts so far on scow
1: I haven't seen too much because I've been keep, trying to keep my eye on other guys. But what I have seen is he's a guy that is crashing boards, that he is, he's doing a lot of dirty work from what I've seen. Uh, like I said, crashing boards, getting down low in the paint and really taking some contact. So scow's doing that dirty work that, could be really useful, and I think he could he could be an our guy that takes advantage of having Trey Jones out there. Uh, there were multiple buckets where Primo set his scowl up for a lot of success underneath the basket with some really good passes. So, and at six eleven, you're going he's going to be your main big dude. You don't have a guy above he you don't have any other guy that's in that's I want to say six. You have one guy that's six nine. Now you have two guys that are six nine, and that's it. And then you have Scal at six eleven. That you don't have any other big men. so Scal needs to be able to go up against some of the bigger matchups that you're going to be seeing in this G League, in this summer league. My bad. I keep thinking saying G League. I don't know why, but there are a lot of athletic guys that Scal is going to go up against because he's the only guy that can match against them height wise. You got guys like Kai Jones, like Shingun, that are really having some solid summer leagues already, one game in. So. I'm gonna be interested to see what Seattle can do on the defensive end more more so than the offensive end, just because you're going up against some offensive talents. Yeah, and yeah, let's face it, you know, the um
0: the summer league out in Vegas, the competition is gonna spike a lot more than what they saw out in Utah. So I think I'm gonna like that test. You know, it is summer league level, but you're gonna see players like Sengoon, you're you're gonna see some of the top picks, you're you're gonna see some of the second round, I mean sorry, the second year players. Individual teams get burned against this Spurs team. So, hopefully, the Spurs will look good and uh, pick up a win in summer. I, I think I'm, I'm itching for a win. I know wins and losses don't count, Ty, because it's all about development, but I sure would like to see a Spurs win um, in summer play. Once again, we're talking with Ty Yeager. He is uh, the Jaeger Report. He is the man behind that. Make sure
1: to uh, subscribe to that. By the way, how, how can they subscribe to that, Ty? Just go just go to jaeger and you can sign up for the mailing list and it will mail you it will email you every time that i post an article and i'm also going to post a podcast there so you don't miss any at the lines either if you if you haven't subscribed to at the line you're missing out we had one of our best episodes with drew Eubanks out there so like like you're listening we're locked on Spurs. you can find it in that same platform go eat, it's easy but uh, you can also find it on my Twitter as well. Easy as that.
0: Simple enough. Make sure to subscribe to the Yaker Report. Ty, you, you mentioned it earlier, and that's Doug McDermott. The Spurs officially made it official that he is now a member of the Spurs wearing Brent Berry's old number, number 17. And he took time to speak with the Spurs, you know, in, in little kind of video bites, you know, about him always wanting to be a Spur, you know, that picture of him knocking down the shot, you know, when I look at this offseason, I think maybe, you know, he could be the big catch for San Antonio since they they just need three-point shooting. Your thoughts on what McDermott had to say to the Spurs? Your thought on his impact next season? Celebrate the freedom of choice with Bilt Bar. Go to Bilt.com and check out all the delicious flavors. They have coconut, raspberry, mint brownies, strawberry, orange. The list goes on and on. There's pretty much something for everyone. And If you cannot figure out which is your favorite flavor, then don't worry. they got the mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are the Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180 and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Bill Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Bilt.com and get yourself 15% off your order. That's 15% off at Bilt.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is a full swing. You can track all the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs of the playoffs.
1: So first, uh, let's talk about the, that first quote of that is a dream come true for him to go San Antonio. And the way that he said that he modeled his game after being a guy that's in the Spurs system. That was something that I really liked hearing. And, and the other thing is a lot of people like to say that, Oh, free agents don't come to San Antonio. Well, Doug McDermott chose San Antonio. So, and this is a, like you said, this is going to be a big acquisition for San Antonio. Yeah, you probably seen his name get moved around a lot just because he went. He went to. Let me look. Like he he's been on six different teams beforehand, and it's mostly because he's just been a tradable asset at his with his shooting at his size. Is just kind of been a, a tradable guy that teams have really wanted. So. And now you go. You have a guy that just came off a three-year stint in Indiana. The most is that he's stayed on a single team, unfortunately. And for him, at least at this point, his career. And last season, he had a near-career season for having some of his best shooting of all time, shooting at 53% on 10 attempts. He shot 39% from beyond the arc at four attempts a game. And the season before that, he shot 44% from beyond the arc. So, you're having a guy that's a 40% career three point shooter and nearly 50% from the field career shooter, and a guy that just can do a lot in terms of giving you spacing, giving you size at six, seven. Now, his defense is not the best, but we'll come back to that. But he is a really solid player and probably one of the best shooters that was on the market. Yeah, you look at uh, what McDermott is going to
0: bring. Obviously, he's going to address that three-point shooting issues that the Spurs desperately need to address, so check there. And You're right. You know, He had a lot of career highs uh, in scoring uh, last season with Indiana. And you look at the Pacers, a lot of their fan base really were like, man, we're losing McDermott. And he seems to be a fan favorite. I think that will go well in San Antonio. Uh, do you see him kind of coming in and out of the starting lineup next season? Because if he's on – he could desperately be value at the uh, starting five tie.
1: Yeah, it's like if you want to run a small ball, like he's again, he's only six seven. But so if you really want to go small, but you want to have some lights out shooting, he's going to be very useful. Um, I think the starting, I think the starting lineup this season is going to be very fluid overall, just in terms of guys fighting for minutes. I think really the only two guys that are really locked for the starting role at this moment is Dejounte and Jakob, and I. I would probably consider Derek, but I'm also not, honestly not sure how Pop or the staff is going to want to run. If they still want to continue to run DeJounte and Derek in that starting lineup or they want to throw in Lonnie for some additional scoring or something like that, I think the starting lineup is going to be very fluid. Oh, I meant – sorry. Kelvin's also is also penciled in for that starting – pinned in for that starting lineup. My bad. So you got three guys that are most likely pinned in and two, and two roles that are going to be in pencil because you're not going to sh- – you're just not sure if who's going to be there, but Doug McDermott, I think is going to be fighting for that four spot. If if I'm going to be honest in terms of just starting and having a guy one with his seven year experience, he's going to be one of the oldest guys on this roster. Uh, I want to say that he's going to be the oldest. If Thaddeus young and, and Aminu do not come to the, not do not come to the Spurs and get rerouted somewhere else. That could be a possibility, but at 29 going on 30, he's going to be the veteran of this team. And he said that he wanted to he wanted to be a leader for this team because it's, it's really been a role that he hasn't been able to be in, and he really values that. So for him to come in to this team and want to be a leader at his age is going to be really, really useful for a team that's so young. And then going back to having him in a, in a starting lineup, His shooting is going to be very valuable to this team moving forward. Absolutely. You know, I I look at McDermott as
0: kind of that spursy pick, that spursy offseason pick that just makes sense. It addresses so much because this is a team that just lost, what, three veterans? Mills, Gay, DeRozan, gone. So before McDermott, I mean, sorry, McDermott, you're looking at him thinking like, hey, McBucket, thank you. Yeah. You're looking at him like, hey, you know, like, you're kind of the elder statesman now, you know, by default, you know, you are that guiding hand, you know, yes, Murray's going to want to take that mantle. He pretty much said it all last season. You're going to get some of that from Murray. You're going to get some of that, you know, from McDermott. You're, you're, you know, if Thad Young and Amino stick around, you know, you're, there's there, but we're going to just play devil's advocate and say, look, Thad Young and maybe Amino get moved. So it's really getting kind of down to McDermott and Murray as kind of like the leaders, Of this team so at least a veteran presence that that stabilizing hand and necessarily you know like the DeRozan levels or patty mills level but nevertheless they're there um when you're looking at mcdermott though i think of him and i say okay well we know the shooting is there check you know that's what he does but is there any more to his game that spurs fans could be looking forward to
1: his inside game i want to say there was a stat that i saw that among like some of the top finishers at the uh, at the rim, and, or in, at least within like three feet of the of the basket, McDermott was like on a was only one of the few people on that top list that was not a big. So he has a really solid inside out game. Where like just like I said with Wieskamp, he has a he can shoot the lights out and he can score inside too, which is really useful, especially when if you're going to do a pick and roll, come off a pick and roll, you have a guy that can either roll down to the rim or pop back out to the perimeter he's gonna be very viable and the defenses are going to be trying to trying to read him and it's gonna be difficult because he can do he can do both things really well and so having his outside scoring and his inside scoring that's gonna be really viable now his defense it's not the best but it's not I don't think it's going to be a huge liability. Now, among a team that has some really defensive specialists, it might be a liability, but I don't think it's going to be that bad, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Spurs, let's face it, you know, um, they didn't bring him in for his defense, Let's just be honest, he's not here for that reason. He's here, so if he can knock down outside shots, mid-range shots, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, definitely a great pickup. But you know, overall, when you see those videos that the Spurs released with um, with Doug, you know, he seems to be that he wanted to be a Spur, like you mentioned, you know, that he's always wanted to wear the silver and black. That's a good point you brought up. You know, a, a, here's a free agent, you know, that just wanted to come to San Antonio. So check, check, check. I think he's going to be a fan favorite, tie, And I really think he's going to be one of those players slash signings down the road next season. And, you know, you're, you're going to say it. I'm going to say it. You maybe might hear it on media outlets saying, leave it to the Spurs to find a guy that just made an impact the way he uh Doug McBuckets did. Uh um, final thoughts on I Mc uh, uh Doug. You think you think he was kind of the low-key
1: but big pick, or is this somebody else? I think it's a low-key big big signing for the San for the Spurs. I just saw something come up on my timeline saying from a guy named Adam Pyle. He said, as a Pacers fans, I can confirm that San Antonio will love Doug. And I found the stat that I was trying to cite uh Andy Bailey if you haven't followed him on Twitter he's a really good stat guy um he so he quote tweeted the McDermott signing and he said over the last 3 years Doug McDermott is 19th in 3 point percentage and 25th in field goal percentage within 10 feet of the rim 22 of the players ahead of him on, on the on the second number are bigs so he's 25th in field goal percentage within 10 feet of the rim and the other people ahead of him are all big men that's really impressive for a guy at 67 so, going back to what I was saying with this game, he's going to be an inside out guy and he's going to be really useful. And overall, this is a I, it seems like it's a weird na- it's a weird name to really see the Spurs signing randomly. He's like, "Wait, so you want us to get excited about a guy named Doug? <laughs> really? But yeah, Doug, there is so much more to Mr. Doug McDermott, Mr. McBuckets than his name and i think he's going to be a really solid signing because over the past three years in indiana he's shown consistency and the one thing the spurs need is a consistent shooter with size thank you very much yeah that's exactly what the spurs needed
0: and the address and maybe he'll get the invite to the three-point shootout i'm hoping that'd be fun that'd be good It won't be, be the, the last first time spurs, do- a spurs player in number 17's done it that's right and you know they, he has to follow what in Marco Bellinelli shoes? He was was he the last one to win it as a Spurs? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So come on, McDougat, McNugget, McBuckets, McDermott, all that good stuff. We got to get those numbers up there. Uh, yeah. But, but Doug McDermott, yeah, definitely a good, good, good pickup. Uh, Ty, so let's circle back to the Vegas, the Summer League. Your prediction of how
1: they will do? So I honestly, I hate, I, sorry, not, nothing against you, but I hate those kind of questions because I'm like, I need to see more of the team. I, I need to see more before I can make a really good guess. But um, if I'm going to go off of what I saw from Primo and Facel, and knowing what Trey Jones did in a G League bubble, along with his time in San Antonio, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to say, besides a besides the best being a perfect four and zero, I think they may go three and one in their in their first four games and make it to. Make it to the bracket, and I think they might go in a pre deep run, depending on how they do. But so this is just me being kind of going in blind, but I think I'm gonna say three one is my guess for the record, at least for the first four games. I'm going two two. I think they're gonna go
0: split. Then they're gonna split it. I think you're you're gonna probably see a moment where Vassell is just looking like a man among boys and they're gonna be like, All right, you're done. You're done, you're shut down. You know, no need to play you, you know, no need to risk injury. Uh, and I think that made happen because we saw 27 points in that last game out in Utah. Wow. And It, it, was, he-
1: it was solid too because, it, again, he was struggling with his, his three-point shot, but his mid-range was looking Damar-esque, and it was really good. And uh, it, it's a really good sign whenever you see guys in the summer league just playing a, playing above and beyond everyone else on the court. That's usually a good sign that they are very much NBA-ready and they're going to be able to contribute on an NBA floor. If they are some of the best players out out there, that's a really good sign. Absolutely. All right, we're done talking.
0: We want to hear from you. What do you think about the Spurs out in Las Vegas? They got four games for sure. How will they do, and who are you looking at to really rise above the rest? And uh, what do you think about the new guy, McBuckett, Doug McDermott? Let us know. Ty, tell everybody about
1: At The Line and the Yeager Report. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Ty Jaeger. That's the tie Yeager. And you can follow at the line at the line pod. Make sure to check it out. We just had an interview with Drew Eubanks. I know everyone's been loving it. It's a very fun podcast. I will say, don't listen with the kids. There's a lot of cussing. But that's just kind of how it goes at the line. So but be aware. There is cussing. Um, but it's a really great interview. And we're I think we're going we're gonna plan something really cool, not this week, but next week. With, again withdrew? so keep an eye on, on that and the way you can do that is by following me and at the line on Twitter and make sure to check out the Jaeger Report. You can find that on my Twitter or go to JaegerReport.Substack.com
0: Absolutely do that right now and give Ty a follow. for me make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Odyssey app the list goes on and on so make sure to subscribe right now. Just a little Bit of a disclaimer here before we put a wrap. Yes, in case you're wondering why the audio sounds a little funny. Well, having technical issues on the laptop slash it's, computer? So you forgive is this us. really
1: new with you, though? Is this? No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not new. Any, new, any, te- te- no, any technology that you touch, it goes up in flames. And I'm like, at this, <laughs> rate, you, at this rate, you just need to hire me to be your tech guy. I, you, I, think, I think I need to do that, yeah. I can already kind of do it for you anyway, and I should probably start making you making you pay me.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully uh, I'll get the tech issues ready for the next episode of Locked On Spurs, which should be a good one, everybody. Just a little hint there. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's it for myself. That's it for Ty Yeager. So for J- myself and Ty Yeager, we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. I don't even know how to turn off the recording now on the cell phone. <laughs> Hold on.
1: (laughs) If you are still recording, you keep this in. I do not care.
0: I don't know how to turn it off.
1: Oh no! Do you see the big? big
0: Do Do you see this? The button.